Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com What is up? It's another Wednesday at 2 p.m., which means you're tuned in to Cannabis Legalization News. My name's Tom. I'm a lawyer with the Collateral Base, and joining us on his lunch hour, we are very lucky to have Miggy420. How you doing, man? Good, brother. Uh, you know, I was just thinking uh, about, like, all this uh, people who talk to me in the comments, and they get mad when I talk about money and how I think the seed is is meant for us all to be enabled to to... to either feed yourself or be a wellness thing or, or to turn a profit. Right. But I was thinking how like with recreational and, and honestly, I think money's going to, it's what's going to change legalization faster than unfortunately uh, the right thing as far as rights and all the other stuff to go. Because you think about prop 215 happened 25 years ago and then slowly we got like what, four or five years, more medical States. But then in 2012 is when, uh, a recreational hit two states at one time and then the domino effect that happened within the nine years mm -hmm. you know the more states that it's just money and money I, encourages yeah money and i think money's encouraging the, our lead story of today has to do with a new bill that is forthcoming in uh, and it's going to be a republican a gop led federal legalization bill is signaling this congressional shift and therefore, this Republican-led cannabis legalization effort is aiming to federally deschedule cannabis. So that means that now both parties want to deschedule cannabis. The problem will become, well, just not like that. You know, now you're going to have people that agree, but not necessarily how to agree. This is the 116-page States Reform Act led by Representative Nancy Mace, a Republican from where do you think is the most unlikely place that a Republican would be from who supports federal legalization of cannabis. Well, I would say most likely Kentucky. I see she's from South Carolina, but uh, South Carolina. That's that's pretty yeah. bad too. Like South Carolina doesn't have medical, you know. No, but you know people stand for different things. There's common sense uh, all over our, our our country, right? Like she's actually one of the ones that voted for the veterans uh, uh, in in like the only Republican. Like I think that we're this bill's not going to go anywhere. It's just showboating, in my opinion. It's just grandstanding and making a motion uh because we already have two bills already out there that could make a difference you know Those three the democrat bills and so there's the well, war act and then there's the coa the, the cannabis organization or opportunity opportunity and administration act 
that's the one in the Senate, the more acts, the one in the House. And now there's going to be this 116 page States Reform Act led by Representative Nancy Mace, a Republican from South Carolina. And she is seeking to deschedule cannabis at the federal level and uh, allow regulatory powers across multiple federal agencies. The proposal puts the cannabis under the United States Treasury Department's Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. Kind of makes sense to me because if they're already collecting the cigarette and the alcohol tax, wouldn't they also then collect the cannabis tax? Right. And well, that, it, okay. Well, that's that's good. They're going to be tasked with regulating the interstate commerce, while raw cannabis materials will be regulated by the USDA, and the FDA's authority would be limited to determining serving sizes and designating state medical cannabis products, and the FDA would still be in charge of regulating cannabis-based pharmaceuticals. Uh, here's an interesting thing, which is substantially lower in tax than the one uh, proposed by Chuck Schumer finally this year. This proposal only carries a 3.75 excise tax on cannabis sales, revenues of which are dedicated to support community reentry, law enforcement, and financial aid through Federal Small Business Administration. That that 25% though wasn't set in stone, right? The, from the Schumer one, the the one with no acronym, right? Uh, it, it, it was they still, put it in there. They they yeah. put it in there, but then like they would have to change it and make it harmonious. But now you have two bills in uh, the House because she is a representative from South Carolina, the Democrat one and the Republican one. Hopefully they'll make something out of it. But of course, the Republican one hasn't been announced yet. That one's coming uh, next year. Now, the Democrats, I thought, did a terrible job of not putting cannabis on their agenda. They have oh, yeah. all the cards right now. And, and they're allowing this, this extremely popular issue to now be politicized. And they're going to say, well, you're not going to do it. We're going to do it. They'll get the cannabis voters. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, right? These uh, both parties suck, but I think honestly, though, with this one, uh, it's not going to the, the party. This to me is the party that supports domestic terrorism, right? Like I don't, as an independent, I, I see one party that is uh, uh, breaking democracy, and then the other party who just can't get their shit together. And like you own the House and Senate, like why can't you pass anything? This is why we can't have nice things. But mm -hmm. and that's part of the process, right? Um, hey, we got a question here. Daniel Garman asks, uh, uh, says, "Thank you for the great work. Hey, thank you, dude." Any advice for electrical engineer trying to convert into the cannabis industry? You know, First, all be in the right matter. state. Be in the right state. You know, like don't. Illinois is a terrible place to try to get a job in the cannabis industry right now, because unless you're a lawyer suing in that that case over 185 dispensaries, or you're one of the craft grows that has their capital in order and they're going to start construction, you're still like you're not in the cannabis industry. They're building the grows. And the dispensaries are all in lawsuits. And the ones that are holding down the state are all MSOs. So, you know, it's really difficult. Uh, but if you have a degree in electrical engineering, the stuff that you could be able to help um, cannabis cultivation design and develop, that would probably be um, really cool. Yeah. So I'd and, probably use that. And look at the states that are uh, up and coming, right? Some states that are just starting legalization. That way you can try and get your foot in that door as far as... Uh, people doing their build outs right because you already have uh new jersey for one uh, new jersey that's that's our second story i think we've uh it's 11 past the hour um, the only thing we'll end the republican uh mace act which isn't actually the mace act it's the state's reform act uh with just a gallup poll released last week found 68 percent of adults that is an all-time high 68 percent of adults support federal legalization. And again, like it's only maybe like 51% of the nation is a Democrat. So this is a bipartisan issue by a lot. Oh, yeah.
Well, again, the, the country's green. It's not red and blue. It's green. Uh, the Derp Army is asking what an MSO is, and that's a multi-state operator, my friend. It's a multi-state operator. That's what an MSO is. And right now, a whole bunch of them are in New Jersey, which next month will begin accepting uh, applications to run legal weed businesses. This is interesting. It dropped uh, yesterday, uh, November 9th, kind of out of left field, in my opinion. But, you know, if they're ready to do it, that's great. They're going to start taking applications to run legal weed businesses next month. There's going to be a webinar on November 30th. So check out that CRC, that's the Cannabis Regulatory Commission webinar on November 30th. I know I will be in attendance. And they are, oh, this is, um, you know, there are no deadlines to file these applications. Commission's going to accept them on a rolling basis. Only cut cultivation licenses of a cap of 37. New licenses can be issued between February 21st, 2021 and February 2023. So the big boys basically are, are going first from what I understand. They are well, going yeah. to, and then we'll, we'll know specifically at the end of the month when they have this uh, November 30th webinar, but the tier one or class class one is the cultivation. Class one is limited to 37. In theory, there shouldn't be any limits to the number of micros that are out there, but those micros have a lot of other limiting factors. And I was just talking to Delta nine pods, you know, shout out to Tia over at Delta nine about how we have to like organize and configure the uh, actual um, uh, craft grow, not instead of craft grow there, it's called a micro grow because it has very strange uh, requirements in yeah. New Jersey, a micro grow has to have 2,500 square feet of a building. That's it. Wow. Uh, but it can be 24 feet tall. So you can double stack those uh, shipping containers. And then uh, you're allowed 1,000 plants that are mature. There's no way you can get 1,000 mature plants into 2,500 square feet of space. Now, you might be saying, can I just double stack and that counts to the 25? No. Uh, and that would, that would mean double. Uh, but at least then your 25 square foot footprint of your building uh, is not going to be impaired, but your 25 square foot canopy will be. So if you double stack them, those uh, each count. I think that the Jersey markets can be one to really watch, especially because of the culture, right? Like this can be one of those states where the law shapes itself to try and as they always try and do get rid of the black market, but I think, or traditional market as you know, we like to say, but the thing is, you know, these they're gonna have to meet in the middle. They're gonna have to shake hands because what how they're operating now, like the, the New Jersey weedmen's of of Jersey, you know, these guys are hustling, doing a thing tax free. Why why do what's what's their motivation to get involved? What's you know, what's their uh you know, like the you know, like yes, I want to be a, a law abiding citizen that pays taxes on my grow or how many I've sold if you're if you're a middleman. Uh, you know, there's many layers to a business you can produce, but uh, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah, I tell you, it's just something else. And last month, this commission, uh, CRC, awarded 14 new licenses for the medical marijuana market. These are not adult use ones. And so these medical ones that have to come online, they have to be able to produce enough of a supply for their, their medical patients before they're able to then start also producing the adult use cannabis. But uh, it's, so it's, it's at the end of the month. You guys have to sign up for it. I know I will. Uh, the they also explain uh, the priority applicants. The priority applicants really are the name of the game in New Jersey. In Illinois, where it was this social equity, in New Jersey, it's been replaced by priority. That means uh, applicants that are 51% and certified with the uh, New Jersey Department of Treasury as being a female-owned, a veteran 
actually I believe it's a disabled veteran owned or minority owned business, or if they have been arrested, uh, and I believe it was actually convicted of marijuana, I need to review the 170 pages of regs, or live in a municipality that is in an impact zone. I don't even think they've released the impact zone map yet. You can just kind of figure out where it is. They're also trying to prioritize micro businesses. Those are those interesting ones that we were just talking about. They also have to have 10 employees or less, but they don't have to be unionized. So New Jersey's moving right along. It's going to, boy, I'm glad they waited until December 15th because then I can get to busy uh, to work, you know, when everybody else is doing their Christmas stuff. And, and like the, the drop off of law and litigation and just business in general in the last two weeks of the year is nothing. So New Jersey, given this, that this is a Christmas present to, to Collateral Base and to all the other consultants and, and uh, law firms and cannabis uh, professionals that are out there. They're like, oh, you mean we're going to have to we're going to have to get ready two weeks well, before Christmas. And, and then, you know, not just that you to have someone like you involved, you're going to need to pay for someone because this is gonna, like I said, this is going to be one of those things to keep watching for because they're going to continually we're trying to reshape the law. To try and squeeze out the traditional market, to, to to try and you know not have competition. Like this is, like that that that. Didn't uh, you just do a video about the they're trying to not have competition? Yeah, that 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 quirky ass uh, uh, United States cannabis council. Uh, there was a leaked document on the Daily Beast that, of course, it seems like what Cresco's and the TGIs and all the uh, the big names, the MSOs. MSOs. are all part of this and, and they're part of that council that has a website that says hey we're trying to be front-facing good towards the people but behind the doors they're like how can we keep this locked down you it's know? like dope sick they're like no this is a safer safer content yes this is much sa- you don't you don't just scrape it off oh but yeah there's a new episode of that that i'm gonna have to watch tonight i kind of binged the first six and so episode seven came up it's just crazy seeing the amount of corruption but it's legal corruption when yes. they were doing it and now, why would we think that that corruption would go away if all of a sudden cannabis is legal? And so we're already seeing it with that uh, video. So if you haven't checked that one out, don't forget to smash like and click subscribe because then uh, you'll probably see uh, Miggy's uh, video going around. I didn't like the thumbnail. I thought you you just you put a paragraph on the thumbnail. I was trying to like just copy like the 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 the, the, the top articles I was working with. I was just trying to shove a bunch of stuff. I didn't feel like very. Uh, uh, like just news, I could have just titled it news, but you know, I'm glad you brought up dope sick, dude, because in how this like blatant corruption happens in front of us every day, right? Like the the pharmaceutical comes legit made that freaking. I remember those little like happy, sad, how your pain, you know, how are you feeling? You know, this is your pain is fundamental, like it's like what we you know suffer through. And if you can have a magic pill that doesn't make you want to hustle on the streets later, you know what I mean? Like. But the cannabis is it. This is the thing that the the, the education of what this plant is and uh, what drugs are, you know, to give people a better understanding of how to live, you know. Right. You know? Yeah. We, when we when I was at the Ganja certification up there in uh, Garberville in California, Humboldt County, uh, actually it's Benbow, but uh, whatever. And so uh, there were at least two of the members in the Ganja class that had been caught up in the. Uh, crisis that's still ongoing. It killed 90,000 people last year with these opioids. And they would, you know, they, they, that's where I first heard of the, the show, the Dope Sick show. And mm. so they would explain about how they got off of them through the usage of medical cannabis. But in a lot of states where the opioid abuse is the worst, for example, um, you said Kentucky or Tennessee or yeah. South Carolina, uh, they don't have an alternative 
to it. They and and it's legal. It's prescribed by your doctor. It's ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous that you need to. Oh, good. Oh, good. It's four twenty somewhere. Four twenty somewhere, indeed. Never needed it more than we did now. Good for those of you like uh, following along at home uh, or re- or listening to this in your car and wondering why we do that little interlude, you should check us out on YouTube. We don't like to smoke on the air, so we run that little bumper so that we could have uh, a quick little puff uh, and not get deked for uh, violating their terms. We try to comply, um, but you know we also kind of poke fun at how why do we have to comply and like other people don't. Seriously, not just that we get flagged eighteen plus just. For like simply showing a piece of glass, like not even like saying like this is what me doing it. Just look at this pretty piece of glass. Yeah, there's certain art that's also censored on YouTube. You can't have glass art. It's just impossible. But you know, in the brazen news, and this is pretty brazen. We were talking about how uh, in New Jersey they don't really have a lot of opportunity for people to get a license. And would NJ Weedman try to like get his own license? And then the, what's the trade-offs of that? You're going to have a lot more regulation. And a lot uh, more taxes because right now, if you're if you're moving weight and they're trivializing it, it's tax free basically. And this tax free uh, industry has come pretty hardcore to uh, the Empire State. Business is smoking for Harlem weed stores on wheels as NY marijuana laws remain in gray areas, according to the New York Daily News.com, a terrible website to try to negotiate, navigate unless you really enjoy seeing a whole bunch of ads. But the name of the store they're reporting on is Uncle Bud's, where business is smoking. And that, of course, is one of those nice things that they always do. Uh, the usage of puns. a pun. The usage of a pun in a cannabis article. We gotta love the wee puns. I guess. Yeah. It's lit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, mean, I mean... Go ahead. Well, uh, I was gonna say, I was wondering if you could make out any of it, but, but I'll continue to report on them. They, they pop in daily between noon and 11 p.m. for an assortment of edibles, pre-rolls, or sealed bags of cannabis dubbed Scotty Pippen or Purple Haze. I think this uh, this same uh, article, they talk about the, they talk to the restaurant down the street who says, we love them. You know, I mean, how can you not? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like the Girl Scout girl uh, cookie girls selling cookies in front of the pot shops. I mean, come on. That's just... Yeah. Ying and yang. Well, par for the course right there. I, I hope that one day we live in a world where you can uh, have, would you like an appetizer round? Sure. I'll go with the Scotty Pippen bowl. You know, and some places are having this, you know, well, obviously are, but some are having it legally too, like in LA, you know, there's a damn future like this poor guy. Sorry, dude, Texas. Oops. You saw the same thing. <laughs> no, I mean, like we could talk about Texas. I already, we did that did we already do that story about how I'm assuming we did? There was just so much cannabis legalization news over the past, uh, you know, seven days in the sense that you have a Republican bill in Congress, New York selling it openly on the street, New Jersey coming up with a uh, licensing round and Texas saying, no, Delta eight is still legal because you guys have screwed up how to actually um, legislate this thing. And then the DEA saying, no, 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 it's, it's still legal provided that it's derived from hemp. Yeah, no, Texas is all messed up. And again, it's people setting rules for a plant they don't understand, which is mind-boggling. But again, right. Texas doesn't understand a woman's body either, so, you know, we can go with that. 
I tell you what, I tell you what, but let's, let's get, uh, when reached for comment, the 23 year old, and you can see the picture of the nice man buying it as if it is from a food truck, because it's very, they've even put the truck up on blocks. Like nobody's coming to take it. That's the, the open and brazen aspect. Safety it, first. Sure. Uh, but they aren't going to be making a getaway. How about that? And so, uh, this 23 year old local restaurant host and customer of the weed shop said, I 100% condone what they're doing. That's right. He's trivializing it. It's legit. Now if the government makes money off of it, so can people of color and everyone who's in jail for marijuana right now should be set free. Wise words from a 23 year old. Unfortunately, the problem is this is a completely untaxed, uh, transaction right here. Um, I well, guarantee you, you that person is not collecting sales tax. I guarantee you that person is not reporting any of this on their income because this is an illegal transaction. I see that uh, Robin Thomas is in the chat and uh, he's been sending me some uh, stories on these. Like He's been going to them like locally. But you know what? When the crackdown is going to happen? Well, Robin is a member. If Robin, yes. if you got, if you got like Robinson a member, if you have a legit setup and you want to report live from one of these because you go to them, we will do that. We will have you on and then yeah. we, can, we can report going to the cannabis shop. That one we will label as 18 plus. We will do all of our like, uh, what is that? We wouldn't say dramatization may not have happened because it actually <laughs> happened. But, you know, we'll do the South Park kind of like, you know, it, it, you know, intro that we do where it's like this is for mature audiences only. You know? Yeah, I mean, we're, unfortunately, you'd have to do that. But, you know, the, the crackdown for these are going to happen when... Uh, the state, the the the, because the coalition, whoever is in charge, you know, here in Washington, it's the Washington State Liquor Control Board. Whatever the CB, whatever their cannabis coalition is out there, has already said no to these. Like says no bueno, this is against the rules. But because there are no rules, that's why they're able to do this. Same thing happened here in Washington State with medical people. Were like some places were charging tax that they were going to collect for later to give to the man later. But you know, in the end, these guys are going to come at these big company big people who are mso's but not like truly uh mso's there's like here in washington state i've seen like small mom and pops become mso's because they were at a good time with the the market out here and well an mso but in, in love by itself is not a bad thing right and it becomes one of those deals where uh, there's a behavior whether it's rent seeking or pulling the ladder up behind you after you get your license in limited market states when you like the oligopoly for example when you have the right to do it why do we need other people doing it i got this i can grow more you know competition come on this is america this isn't russia we have oligarchs here sure but as soon as they get these rules whatever they laid out uh, whether it be a delivery or the structure of the infrastructure for the stores these guys, that's when the police are going to come after them because now the cops have this law. Well, look at how easy it is to catch them. I mean, here is the picture of Uncle Bud's. <laughs> Just like in Seattle, they had Uncle Ike's. Maybe one day Uncle Bud's will be a huge cannabis dispensary conglomerate that some people say, man, that's not cool. But they would remember the humble beginnings of Uncle Bud's where they clearly have just parked a trailer and have a hitch. What is that? Like a... Uh, is that a... Now, it looks like they are driving a, um, yeah. not a Subaru. Is that a, what's the one from Sweden? The, the Oh, Volvo. A Volvo. It looks like they're driving a Volvo SUV, and they've packed in a, a, a generator, and they've plugged the generator into Uncle Bud's. And it's just a, a thing of, 
of wonder in the corner of this Harlem tavern where a Manhattan DA elect Alvin Bragg as his victory party on election day. Interesting. He, this, they're having a party for somebody who won. And then around the corner, uncle buds, uh, drive up weed. Yeah. But like I said, though, I'm curious to when, when the laws come into place, is uncle buds going to even have a chance for the new licenses? Cause that's not what happened here in Washington but state. Again, they are openly and brazenly uh, disobeying or flouting uh, the laws and, and, and selling it. So one of the things that the regulators often look for is I don't want anybody who's slipping product, you know, diversion, even even right. in a dope sick or like anybody in the DEA agencies. They're always talking about diversion. That's a huge case of diversion right there. And yeah, but but I get clients that will ask me, like, should I just be doing this stuff? And I'm like, oh, man, that's a tough one, because if you do. You can start getting press and branding and all this other stuff. But will that cost you the ability to be able to be awarded a legitimate license down the line? So are they going to give NJ Weedman a license? Well, between that, the the, the the opportunity to do it and 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 if that license becomes available, like so whatever this person's doing with a portable restaurant, you know, we don't even have home grow here. <laughs> so like when, when the law was structured, you know, it was straight uh only you can be a grower or you can be a store. You know, we don't even have cafes in, in, in here, you know? So if that opportunity for them is going to exist, who knows when that time comes, you know, well, it's going to be 2023. And so like New Jersey is going to go first and then New York's just kind of watching what's going to happen. I'm not sure. Are they going to have uh, like, what's your knowledge and experience in selling weed? I'm uncle bud. I've been, I've been flouting and selling weed for like the past two years right over there. I just want to play by the rules now and have a license to do it. If I was uncle bud right now with my profits that are tax free, I would be reinvesting into the law. I would be investing into uh, legislatures and uh, those profits aren't tax free. Technically you're supposed to pay your taxes. And so they well, should be reporting them. They should. But How, how can he report it when there's no law? There's no way. Just like with the code on, on the credit Same card. Way I reported my taxes last year and all those people paid me that money to help them with all those cannabis licenses. You just report it. And then you write a check with a lot of zeros to uncle Sam and you go, well, if I have a bad year, I guess I got some of that coming back to me. Well, and then, you know, he can't have a 280E. He can't write anything off. So what does he write? Because the... Oh, I'm assuming that he would be writing all that stuff off, but I just don't know how good his records are. But that's all right. Yeah. Uncle Bud's records aren't why they show up. They show up because of his weed, man. And speaking <laughs> of that, that is a good transition to, to everybody's favorite part of the show. Uh, and so... Yeah, it is. And in the name this strain for today, we are going to be doing it this way. There she is. And so now uh, we can kind of look at it. This is a hot, trendy one that some people think is going to replace ice cream cake, according to uh, some of the IG accounts that I follow. And if you guys do want to follow me on IG, I have my little handle right there at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. I think, Miggy, are you at Miggy420 on, uh, on Instagram? Yeah, if you, if you just Google Mickey 420, you'll find me all over. All the articles, all the places I've been. Uh, yeah, it's easy enough. And then on Instagram, it's Mickey 420 Lives because I've been deleted off of Facebook and Instagram once already. All right. Well, you know, the nice thing about boy. this is we can continue to go back and forth from uh, the next story into uh, the Name That Strain just by a simple click. As you see, uh, we've already covered the first one. Oh, I want to go to this one next. We haven't covered this one yet. Ohio Republican lawmakers more likely to back marijuana 
legalization than their Democratic peers, a legislative survey says, reported by Kyle Jager. Uh, shout out to him and all the good people over at Marijuana Moment. We do their $25 a month for uh, the information that they provide, and hopefully you guys do too. Uh, that's a nice little shout to them, but uh, the story goes on. Ohio Republican lawmakers are more supportive of legalizing marijuana than their Democratic colleagues are, according to a legislative survey released last week. Interesting. Uh, I wonder if this is a, so should adult uh, use marijuana be legalized in Ohio? Michael, you know, you've, you've been doing this fight for a while. Uh, Michael Willett out there. And, and, you know, we're talking about dope sick in the Appalachia. It would not, you know, because uh, like, you know. Shout out to the new member, Dylan Smith. But yeah, we are talking Dylan. about that. Uh, but the Appalachian, you know, uh, in Ohio, I, again, they were suffered uh, the uh, uh, the opioid crisis, very huge out there. So Ohio definitely needs to get their head ass. And and I'm surprised it's the Republicans that are leading the cause in that one. Really, surprised. I think so. Yeah. And let's see here, do we have any other types of name that strain? Hence, this one is uh, one of the newer strains, and so it's got interesting flavors. This one probably has a very uh, fascinating. Uh, terp profile because it has a flavor uh, more unlike others. I've never tried it. I'm kind of interested in trying it simply because, well, I didn't know that cannabis could taste like this substance. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is another hint for you. So uh, Miggy, why don't you watch the uh, them roll in? And if you see one that you know you know it is, uh, shout them out and I'll kind of update the. I don't know Pardon? the stream. You get a oh. private chat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to private chat you. We were talking about this before we went live, and I'm like, hey, we need to name that strain. Okay, yeah, and so uh, I'm gonna be sending a private chat over to Miggy so that he can uh, review and, and see what he should be scanning oh, for. Right on. And let me just make sure that that sucker hasn't come up yet. Then got it. We got some new uh fruity pebbles that's kind of close. No Skittles cake, no gelato, no orange runs, no, no, no. Uh, orange, you know, you see how orange is a thing, and this that's Dude, another thing. Like a piece of food, huh? It looks like it glows in the dark, it almost that does mean. look like it glows in the dark. And the Gonger Worth legislative opinion poll is the thing that's out of Ohio found a large portion of Democrats say they remain undecided on the issue, and a sizable number of GOP members say they're opposed to allowing adults grow their own cannabis at home. That's darn. That's too bad. But uh, should adult use marijuana be legalized in Ohio is what they asked. The yeses uh, and then the undecideds uh, and the noes. And so uh, it was 40% yes, 26% undecided and 33% a no with the Democrats accounting for 36% yes, 14% no and 50% undecided. So the Democrats just can't decide on anything. They're everything to anybody. Uh, and the Republicans, they have resolved. They're like, absolutely not. Uh, because you can see they have this 43% yes, 43% no. So Republicans just don't agree with one another. But that's okay as long as they don't agree all the time. And then well, Democrats, they just could be talked into anything. It looks like 50%. Look at that. Well, it just occurred to me, too, though, uh, where this uh, uh, study's being at Ohio, uh, probably predominantly Republican area anyways. So the most, most of your politicians are going to be reflected in that poll so mm. i mean you probably have like the small portion that are democrats just scared to make any decisions I would we're, we're gonna we're gonna you know help up uh, some of these guys uh, this is a dosi dose crossed with a mendo breath and it creates a interesting name uh, a name that i've never tried uh, and i didn't know that cannabis could uh, approach that flavor and it is not a pineapple or an orange Same. it's it's not a fruit 
It's a legume. Ah, there you go. That's yeah. a legume. We but, got next. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're gonna have to go on to the next story or just continue to belabor the point. Uh, oh, yeah. the, <laughs> you have to, you have to belabor the point, but at least we kind of see like there is a we are applying right now for cannabis dispensaries in Ohio. If you are a landlord in Ohio, it is a great time to get into the can commercial landlord, of course, into the dispensary game. They've rigged it so much that if you are a real estate developer. That's the more important thing than if you are a uh, cannabis entrepreneur or even um, a retail entrepreneur. It really matters, the real estate, like so much so that I'm getting my realtor's license. I mean, that's this. That's it. It's just like, man, if this. Uh -oh. Oh, oh, here we go. Something ranti social autocropper is getting real close. But remember, it was a dosi dose cost with a mendo breath. So it's got a fuller name than peanut butter. Uh, there's one word missing. It's like if 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 the baby won and this one made love and then they made uh, a baby. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I, I tell you what, it's a hybrid known for its sedating effects, crossed with the dosi dose and a mendo breath. So if we take uh, Ranti Social's peanut butter and we put the word breath under there, thank you there for you updating go. your answer. Ranti Social Autocopter, we really appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to smash them likes, hit subscribe, and click, and click the bell because, well, we're very often. Um, we're not shut up in. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not entirely. I we I don't think yeah. this one's been labeled yet. We still have yeah. quite a few people that are watching. Sometimes when we go live, it'll just it'll do it before we go, and we'll have like twenty people watching, not one hundred and seventy. But peanut butter breath. Do you want to tell the good people about this strain, Miggy? Yeah, I got you, brother. Yeah, click on that again. And according to Leafly, uh, peanut butter breath, also known as peanut butter, and is a hybrid marijuana known strain known for its sedating effects. Cross with dosi dose and mendo breath, peanut butter breath, say that five times, has a unique nutty and earthy terpene profile. When smoked beyond the terps, the strain will bring you down to quality state of chill and relaxation. Originally from Doug Pug Genetics, peanut butter breath is very popular, and there are many dosi dose and mendo breath crosses out there. Breeders, Clout King, have one called peanut butter cup. I'm, I'm, I'm interested about the uh, peanut butter flavor. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if anybody out there has tried the peanut butter flavors. Let us know in the comments uh, what you think about it. Um, I had, a, I, I haven't. I'm surprised by how these terpenes, like, let's call them terpenologists, for lack of a better word, but Gangiers, please. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I had a uh, a creme uh, creme de la creme uh, pre roll uh, flavored, and it no shit tasted like I was smoking a goddamn uh, 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 like a creamy. Uh, 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 cappuccino or something it was so good i was like whoa i didn't know you could make this taste like that yeah the, the creaminess like uh, there was a, a girl scout cookie zero it was what kevin jodry called it and that one had a completely different terp profile than the willie nelson which was a really terpenaline dominant punch in the face uh the other one was smoother creamier i mean like i could almost almost understand why they called it girl scout cookie in the first place i mean it, they that flavor of being uh, creamy sweet smooth um, all of those things, I think, really arose fairly recently. So it'll be interesting to see, like, where the Terps take the flavors in the future. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, you know, here in Washington, terpenes have been in a, a thing for the uh, the canisore for a while, you know, since we've been legal. Uh, but, you know, something I got something interesting for you uh, as far as, like, politicians and things. Um, mm -hmm. There's a, a, a in the Reddit, in the weed biz section, uh, this person in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, if you're out there, Pennsylvania, uh, you want to get plus up your shit? Yeah. Nice. We want to get rid of this uh, Senator Congressman Glenn Thompson. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
one of the redders sent him an email asking, you know, what's his position on uh, legalization? And this is what he had to say. Thank you for contacting my office regarding the legalization of marijuana. I appreciate hearing from you and hope that this is response that this response answers your questions. As you may know, the Drug Enforcement Administration has classified marijuana together with heroin, LSD, hashish, and a number of the other drugs as Schedule 1. According to the DAA, these drugs carry a high potential for dangerous use. I am unalterably opposed to the legalization of marijuana or any other DA Schedule 1 drug. I hate the fact that this is that first sentence, that first statement, is just a general statement these guys jump to because mm-hmm. the DEA said. Right. Because you know, the DEA says. Uh, we had separate drinking water fountains for the longest time. That, that didn't make it right. So going yeah. to that right there just kills me. And then mm-hmm. he jumps into, uh, in addition, I'm opposed to marijuana for medical purposes. The list of highly reputable and longstanding medical groups opposed to the legalization of marijuana includes the American Medical Association. No. They've changed their mind. The National Multiple Sclerosis Society. Really? That's that's your, that's your go-to? The American Glaucoma Society? I don't think so. And the American... I want to see these actual reports. I don't think these all these committees who are like grown adults who are scientists and and, and actually for the judgment are, are against cannabis anymore. You know, the American Academy of, 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 of Ophthalmology and the American Cancer Society. Furthermore, these groups have all rejected claim that marijuana has any therapeutic value. In addition, the National Institute of Drug Abuse conducted an exhaustive review of the medical literature and found little or no effectiveness in marijuana when used for medical purpose. Lying mother. <laughs> Finally, the bulk of our law enforcement community insists that legalization may increase crime and traffic fatalities. Again, how many legal states do we have? You know, <laughs> right. Matter of fact, our legal states are stronger than the non-legal states when it comes to the economy and drug abuse and all the other stuff. I mean, not only that, the, the highway data just isn't there. Yes. The, the suicide data, just the suicide data went the other way. I mean, like every piece of data that you guys have usually goes the other way because it's almost as if this plant helps people. It's almost as if like everything is a lie. As if like not yeah, everything's all... a lie. Not everything's yeah. a lie. Like uh, the I just got my uh, COVID booster, and so I am grateful for that. And I'm totally getting rid of this. Um, I don't even know how long my hair is anymore. <laughs> You're gonna be cut it soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will cut it soon. I'm waiting for the capital raise to close, and then after that, uh, I, I once the money comes in, and then I can afford a mullet for a week. <laughs> And it is going to be one of the bossest, most Atlanta Brave inspired mullets that the world has seen, at least right around here. Uh, I'm going to I'm doing it for the weird looks. That's like how people get tattoos just for the weird looks or I don't know why people get tattoos. I don't have any. Are you going to walk around me like life's a garden? Dig it. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing life's a garden. Dig it. But I uh, would be doing the party in the front. No, it's a business in the front party in the back. That uh, saying when it comes to mullets, that one. would Yeah. Um, Have you seen Joe Dirt? I have not. I would watch Joe. Oh my God! Yeah, you you need to pay homage to. to But like basically everybody on the Atlanta Braves, uh, they won. You know, world champs. Uh, They all had mullets. It was ridiculous. That makes sense. Makes sense. Well, there's a competition out in uh, Australia as well. By the way. Mm. Or a yearly this is, uh, this is an interesting aspect of the show. I mean, like, because we're just kind of having fun, which and then being funny and silly, uh, which kind of leads us to the next story. No joke. Uh, comedians, cannabis companies push for pot legalization out of the Associated Press. I love how they do their pun right at the front. No joke, colon. And then they give the headline. Just well played, Associated Press. Well played. Uh, yeah. Victor Scott. No, 
Seth Rogen. I know people. Uh, I, I watch videos and stuff. But anyway, when reached for comment, Seth Rogen said, legalizing cannabis is long past due. And if we can make enough noise, we can make it happen, says the guy who's been trying to legalize weed since what year? Seriously, what year did uh, that movie come out? What year did Pineapple Express come out? Oh, my God, dude. It's been a while. It's, is it a 12 year old movie? I mean, it's it's yeah. it's almost 2022. If it came out in 2008, it would be a 12 year old movie. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no 14, 14 year old movie. It's almost 2022. And so that would be ridiculous. For the past 14 years, the man's been just clamoring to uh, legalize this plant. And now he has a company for it and it's still not legal. Right. Well, and I worry too. So, like, and again, this is all about perception and what we, we know. Most people are just want to be uh, uh, consumers and, and, and don't want to see how the cows, you know, how the meat's made or whatever. But, like, the uh, website he's promoting along with uh, Sarah Silverman and a bunch of other comedians is uh, the cannabis in common. So if you go to the cannabis in common website, it has like all this like things you could do to click on to say hi to your congressman and tell them that you support whatever. But hi, part of that cannabis in common website is that United uh, United States cannabis council. They're one of the, the members. So, I mean, is this good branding for like the, the evil corporations or is this an actual altruistic like let's just get this shit done and free people and and get it over with because it's this you know prohibition is the biggest uh blight in american uh history right now besides january 6th i don't know uh well you know the nice little push right there for january 6th but trying to get the cannabis in common website to come up has uh not been working for me and so it's cannabis cannabis let me see I was trying to share the uh, the the video or not the video the uh, web domain with other people, but uh, if I can't, I can't, and so and that's fine. Well, I want to make sure I got the right name. Uh, tell Congress we have cannabis in common. The cannabis in common initiative. So I assume yeah. that they will have a website eventually. Somebody no, have on one. that. They do have one. Yeah, cannabis common. Let's see. I looked it up as soon as uh, uh, if you watched the video too. It's probably uh, it's probably a dot org. It's a dot org. It's cannabis in common. Dot org. And so uh, don't forget to go to the dot org and tell Congress we have cannabis in common, which, of course, makes a lot of sense. That Gallup poll did say 68 percent. It was 50 percent of the Republicans in Ohio support it. So if it's 50 percent of the Republicans in Ohio, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen, I think, in the next five to 10 years. Well, even if it does happen, there's still the the, 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 the rollout. Like yeah. it's still another 10, 15 for the like, just, yeah, it's going to be because there's some enclaves, even the enclaves of the places that, you know, were dry counties, they were dry counties for decades after that rolled out. And I know that's probably going to be what happens with Illinois, uh, not Illinois, but uh, cannabis all over the country. Uh, just so many lawsuits because all the laws at the state level are all little it's all Europe. You know, it's all like they aren't respecting anybody else's law. You can't import, you can't export. It's all, everything has to be, if you're going to sell weed in that state, it has to be made in that state. All of those, none of those lawsuits so far have been able to be really brought simply because it's still federally illegal, you know? So you really can't do the interstate commerce in it. That's so funny. I mean, I love the comparison you just had. It's like America itself is Europe, right? We're so divided amongst like little fiefdoms. And then like, in Europe, if one country legalizes it, that's it. The whole whole country gets it. Like <laughs> we're, we're so divided sometimes. It's like all these people clinging to like politics, like religion. It kills me. You know, it's like stop, stop, and and, and get some better looking and, and, and take the blinders off and see what's best for you and everybody else. Because 
You know, clicking on the same thing over and over again is not working. Yes, but cannabisincommon.org. If you haven't go, go. Uh, it's it's great, you know, because this is how it's probably going to eventually end. Now we're at the seventy percent. It's both part, it, both sides of the, both houses of Congress have bills, and both parties are going to have bills by the end of this uh, month. It has to. And then you're talking about uh, New Jersey and New York and Virginia and maybe Pennsylvania, the whole East Coast going online. Eh, eh. This, this horse is so far out of the barn, it's three counties over. Well, you know what these guys are missing out on? This is right here. Check this out. Southern Michigan marijuana dispensaries say more than half of the customers are hosers. Yep. Like that's Absolutely. what you're, you're missing on the taxes. You're missing on the, uh, uh, imagine that one dispensary has a, a, a well-paid staff. You don't have to care for, you know, paying, you know, living wage. Well, it depends on what the regulations call for. Well, Very often. I mean, like if you're trying to run a dispensary, like it's an Amazon fulfillment center, you would be trying to hammer every cost that you can. If it's uh, an industry that's regulated kind of more like in New Jersey, where they require unionization, or even in Illinois, a lot of the dispensaries are beginning to unionize. And then the laws and the regulations themselves say that you need a community not a community, an employee benefits plan. Those types of things are almost you know, required. Oh, yeah. I just imagine though in Michigan, like for a border pot shop, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're making enough revenue. And then that's the thing, too. Like we we talk about like not we like the news and, and, and people in general are like, oh, this is the great like people not wanting to give a fuck time or work and not going back to work because they're getting three hundred dollar checks that don't like that don't mean shit. But like that's not why people don't go to work. People are now not going to work because they want to have a, a, a you know, they're, they're alive. They don't want to be judged with their off time. They want to, you know, be able to partake in things and then go to work and do things and then not have to look over their shoulder and worry about bullshit consequences. And, mm -hmm. and you know, and so my, my, my thing is if like this pot shop and, and the border is pulling enough revenue, I better, I bet they're paying their employees enough to care. I well, bet. I don't know. I mean, I've seen enough ownership of companies to be like, it's supposed to be maximizing shareholder value, not employee value. And then um, that has started to change. Now it's supposed to be maximizing stakeholder value. And I know how I wrote all the applications where there's percentages specifically gone or, or granted and allocated for sharing with employees somewhat as a hedge against unionization, because yeah. some of your clients, they don't like unions. So you were like, all right, well, you're still going to have to give some to the employees, but you know this is all pedantic. Uh, the real important thing here is the the states, even after it's federally legal, and let's say Indiana's like, nah. those shops that are on the border of Indiana, whether it's uh, in Illinois or in Michigan or in Ohio, they're going to do three x revenue yeah. simply because people are going to travel to the, go there. That was the story that we did on Sunday. That one had to do with a border town dispensary on Idaho's border in Nevada. That's yeah. a good investment right there. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly, you're, you're, it, that's a lottery ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, and hopefully then you just reinvest in your people because I'm one of those people like you take care of your people, the people take care of you. But I understand right. you're saying there's that trickle down to the top or bottom up. I'm more right. of a bottom up guy. Well, I'm, I'm more of a guy that's saying like, hey, let's do some real estate deals in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Who's applying to be New Mexico's first cannabis producers? There have been over 1,500 applicants started in Albuquerque, New Mexico, it is very easy to start an application for a cannabis license in New Mexico. They did a great job 
We've uh, done some content on them. We'll do more because once people get into it, that's when they usually get in trouble and they need like all these compliance plans. And sometimes they call, but sometimes they try to wing it. And then stuff just has gotten kind of caught up. So let's see. Uh, while the applications provided the list of 214 lessons and 79 are now Albuquerque, it doesn't appear that anybody has actually been issued a license. They just are still taking the applications and we'll see how quickly it takes before they start actually processing these applications and then having a license. When you make it so it's just an app, I mean, it's kind of fair. You know, when it's just an app to, to apply and whatever basic fee, but uh, uh, I think the issue that New Mexico is going to have, it's that we talked about, or, yeah, the water rights. And, you know, like, there's only so much land. Right. There's only so much land you can take over. There's only so much land, and they have only so much water in New Mexico. It's a desert. But if you have it, and you have a dispensary on the border of Texas, that'd be nice. Because I don't think Texas, I think Texas is going to go. But Texas isn't going to go for maybe like, I bet Texas goes right after the feds or Texas goes in like four years. Right now they have Delta eight, but they don't really have any Delta nine. Uh, and, and when are they going to change their medical laws to allow for more open uh, regulation? I could see that. I mean, like all these, all the traditional markets like the NJ Weedman's out there and the, uh, and the other people that are in the hills, Humboldt or, uh, you know, whether in, Oklahoma you know, is just forgetting where they put their stuff. Um, that's all going to get regulated when the feds get in. And so that's oh, yeah. when I could see like bus coming back. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's for sure. If when it comes federal, but even then I think again, it's not going to happen like within that first week, it's going to happen with the feds. It's going to be legal. First, we got to free people and then we got to create the rules for you to get in the business. Oh, look, the rules are here now. <laughs> Watch mm-hmm. out. You know, right. Yeah, that's going to be something else. But at the same time, uh, it's just it's good that they have an open market. It's good that they're going to make it easy and accessible. And then the industry is complex, depending on how regulated it is. So when they hit that employee uh, plan or that diversity plan or that uh, you know anti-nuisance plan or your uh, employee staffing plan, uh, your projected budgets, all those things, there's still going to be enough regulation there that putting together your applications like applying to get a license to be a casino or to get a license to open a hospital or a bank. There's going to be a lot of regulation that you have to go through. That's one of the reasons why that that dispo on the border of uh, Idaho was $1.4 million. Oh, yeah. No, and, you know, part of the problem, though, besides the the cost, and, you know, it's like talk, watching Dope Sick. When you watch Dope Sick and they did the things with, like, the FDA, uh, the guy who used to work for the FDA uh, who approved the – this is not addictive. Magically started working for the uh, the, the company. You know, we got stuff like that in Michigan too. Here's this one story uh, of, in the click on Detroit. Outgoing mayor of Pontiac appoints herself to medical marijuana commission. Yeah, that sounds fair. Mm. I mean, there's not much more you can elaborate on, but set this up. <laughs> well, yes, and in the in the course that we're getting ready to launch on our newly launched cannabisindustrylawyer.com, if you go there. You can uh, get in touch with me and uh, we can start working together, especially on some of these self-learning options that we're launching here in a couple of weeks. We have a webinar on our uh, Cannabis Mastermind program that uh, will help people understand stuff like they will never believe when it gets into getting one of these types of licenses. Uh, And also shouts out to our members. Daniel Garman just became a member. We are not allowed to uh, 
advertise on this. And that's something that we hope that federal legalization will change. But until that time, we need to get a lot more people licensed. We also need to uh, help educate people of the um, industry as there's a lot of misconceptions in it. And, you know, uh, we, I personally believe that we're going to get federal legalization by the state by state aspect, not in a sweeping uh, bill. Honestly, that's where I see it. I see a lot of people in the chat get over it, legalization like that. It is. It's inevitable. Two-faced no, but I still don't think we have enough states. I don't think the industry is as powerful. Like if the next 10 years sees this industry go from 20 billion a year to 80, $100 billion a year, it's way more difficult to push around a $180 billion industry. Just way more difficult. Well, so, you know, I, I, that's where I can see it really getting... Um, past, but that's going to require a market in New York. That's going to require a market in Illinois, which is still, even though it's been legal here for two years, nobody has licenses. Everybody's in court or, or trying to get their, uh, their first few licenses built out. And those hopefully will start coming online next fall. So even after a state legalizes, that's a three-year lag. With yeah. Virginia, they built in a three-year lag. Um, so yeah. Well, I think the other problem, too, is uh, coordination, right? You ever try and get a bunch of cannabis entrepreneurs, like, on the same page? Like, at least in the, when it was medical out here, uh, part of the downfall, I believe, was none of these – all these guys were stayed in their shops. They didn't they – didn't, they were, like, just worried about their own. I got mine. I don't want to get involved in anything else. And then guess what? Other people made the rules. Other people made the rules because you were involved in the process. You didn't speak up in time. You didn't get enough signatures. Whatever the case is, you didn't do it the fact. And that's the the – the legislative process, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yep. I tell you what, man, I think we burned another hour down to the ground on this one, but we did have a, a, a whole bunch of cannabis legalization news that came in. And thank you so much for hanging out with us for approximately an hour. We'll probably be back on a Sunday show, or I'm going to get some things uh, worked up because launching this mastermind thing requires me to make a lot more videos specifically for business aspects of uh, your um, your, how the cannabis licenses operate, which is great. It's going to be great content, but then I have to, you know, do the stuff. That's it, man. It's all about time and we try as much as we can. So mm -hmm. thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Shout out to the members. We put them in our credits. Maybe your name will be there one day.